I'm Tefera Jemian, and you're listening to the No Bad Food Podcast. If you're new here, welcome. This is a show about great food and the people who love to make and eat it. Our mandate is simple, to explore, taste, and learn about food in ways that celebrate all the things that make it great. Every week we dig into a different dish, meal, ingredient, cuisine, or piece of food media, exploring the history and culture around it, sharing favorite recipes, and learning from our wonderful guests. The only rule? You gotta love it. After all, there's no such thing as bad food. Before we dig in, we'd like to take a minute to acknowledge that the studio where we're recording is situated within the traditional and unsurrendered territories of the Ganyangahaga First Nations. As settlers, it's important that we remember that the lands we occupy are not our own, and that we engage in conversations that challenge the colonial mindset. We encourage you to take some time today, and every day, to reflect on your relationship with the land you live on and with the indigenous communities of that area. Here with me today in the studio is Julian McKenzie. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you know Julian well. Uh, But for those of you who don't, he is a journalist, sports journalist, and podcaster, currently based in Montreal. And he's also Toby's godfather. He's, you know, friend of the family, member of the family, uh always fun to have him around. Julian, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for for having me and I really appreciate you having me on this episode considering uh everyone's talking about uh, this particular topic. Nowadays. So Julian, do you want to tell do you want to tell the people what we're talking about today? The topic that we're talking about today. It's corn. Corn? A big lump with knobs. It has the juice. It has the juice. I can't I can't imagine a more beautiful thing. It's corn? It's corn. I could tell you all about it. I mean, look at this thing. When I tried it with butter. Everything changed. <laughs> Everything changed. Man. Oh my God, Julian. So everybody's talking about it. Uh, everybody loves it. If you don't love it, we don't want to hear about I don't it. Know, man. I this don't corn know. is kind of. I don't know. And I had to invite Julian on this episode because he is the first person who sent me the uh, now famous recess therapy corn video. Uh, So, Julian, let's just start it off. Why did you send me that video? Because I thought it was the most precious thing I'd ever seen all year. Like, maybe not just all year, but I think ever. I was just going through my Instagram feed and I saw the video and I just, I saw the kid, I saw the corn and some guy interviewing him and i just thought his answers about corn the, the kid's name is Tariq, by the way mm-hmm. i just thought it was just extremely wholesome and extremely beautiful and i like sharing stuff like that with my yeah. friends so i just saw that video and i shared it to a bunch of people in my contact list who i knew would appreciate it of course Tefer, you're you're among those people of so course. And, and i just yeah. i just knew yeah. with the way that he with the way Tariq was talking about corn it was going to go viral, but I didn't anticipate that uh, Shmoyoho, remember those guys when they would auto-tune all those uh, <laughs> videos in the 2010s or whatever? Yeah. I could, it did, for whatever reason, I, it did not register in my head that, one, they were still around, and two, they would do an entire song about uh, corn. And at least on Spotify, because the song's on Spotify, oh they, they credit themselves, they credit recess therapy and they credit Tariq so that was yeah. my that was a big question I had too because it's very easy for stuff like that to go on the internet and then the people involved get no money out of it so mm-hmm. at least it seems as if Tariq is gonna eat some uh he's gonna be able to buy himself some corn off he's those gonna streams. be rolling in corn rolling <laughs> in corn absolutely uh it also just came out you know at just the perfect time of summer which I'm sure is partly why it was on Tariq's mind um but you know it's corn season right mm-hmm. now this is when corn is like 45 cents an ear in the grocery store envious of all the people who have farm stands uh that you can just like growing up like I grew up in the country and you could just like 
go to the farm stand and get corn that had like just been picked and like st- boil it and eat it with salt and butter and really truly everything changed it's <laughs> it's a perfect food. It is. It's a perfect. So what's your favorite way to eat corn? Pretty much just, sh- I mean, straight up. I mean, it's yeah. really great. If uh, I know with my family, we would have, uh, around Labor Day, funny enough, we would uh, have these big barbecues at my grandma's house. Mm-hmm. And uh, my mom would uh, go to like the Super C, the big grocery store. For those not in Quebec, I guess, uh, big grocery store around there. Or there's a, maybe another one we might have gone to. But there would be all this fresh corn. We get a few bunches of those. My mom will shock them, boil mm-hmm, them, and then, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we have them ready for everyone to eat when it comes time at the barbecue. And we all enjoy ourselves, get some butter. Uh, I don't know if I've ever had it, like, you, you put on the grill or whatever, but yeah. like, just having corn. When I think of corn, I think of fall. I think of yeah. September. I think of school starting back mm-hmm. or, I guess, hockey season or sports starting back. But just... I also very much think of the time spent with my family uh, just outside enjoying what's left of uh, the warmer months mm-hmm. of where I live. Yeah, I think some of my my earliest memories of like learning how to do food things was like learning how to husk corn. And I remember like 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 we would go out back with the corn that we just picked up and like check it in the backyard all my siblings together and I remember like feeling like every summer it would be like okay I've graduated from peeling it like one leaf at a time yeah. to like being able to rip the whole thing off and it was like a way to like mark how much I had grown and like getting bigger and stronger I remember wow. like I, I distinctly remember the first summer that I was like oh I can just pull this off into like strokes and it's husked that's fun it's kind of um, funny you thought of it as a fun activity it's just like it's just <laughs> manual labor keeping us from eating corn <laughs> I don't know. You know, we did it together. We did it socially. Um, And also, I think there was a bit of, like, romanticism because there's something in, I think, one of the Laura Ingalls Wilder books where they have a corn husking party. Maybe it's not Laura Ingalls Wilder, but one of those, you know, uh, romanticizing the frontier books that I read as a child. Um, I don't know what that is. <laughs> the whole time I was just like, mm-hmm, yeah, <laughs> that sounds pretty accurate. <laughs> I thought of the Nebraska Cornhuskers for a second. Sure. And then I was like, okay, mm-hmm, I have no idea who this author there is. Was like, I don't, oh, she's like the Little House on the Prairie okay. author. Like, cool. yeah. you know, like. Yeah. I have talked about it extensively on my other podcast, so I'm just going to leave that for you guys to look up yourselves. Um, you got to plug your podcast. Yeah, podcast. Uh, yes, I also review young adult novels on a different podcast, and we have definitely talked about the whole like Little House on the Prairie, like romanticizing the frontier books in all their mm, problematic but romantic glory uh, but I remember there was a book that I read as a kid that had a scene with a corn husking party where like all the young people got together and there's like music and you husk the corn but there's also dancing and it's like a way to make the it fun and it was like I remember it being like very sexy like it was where the young people would like meet and flirt because it was like a big group activity yeah I grew up weird Julie <laughs> I had a weird childhood it's kind of uh, it's very sensual I feel like well you know you're undressing the corn Julian. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. It's corn. I'm not even, I'm not even going to go I'm, I'm not I even just almost that. went. It's corn. I mean, I, I, but it was like where the young people would like, like, it was like cuffing season, right? It's fall. So it's where they'd like. <laughs> Y'all associating corn with cuffing season? Whoa, 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 guys. It's 30 cents an ear right now. You know what that means. It's time. Got time to get booed up. <laughs> 
time for us to get, uh, you know, shucking that cord. And, <laughs> well, you could finish the rest of that sentence. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so I did a little research oh, uh, for this, as cool. I often do. With the it's food. better Just than me. I did get... <laughs> By research, I mean I, you know, I did a little Googling. Uh, let's not get too carried away here. It's um, still better than me. Um, I tried to do a little bit at the beginning of yeah. the show, and I was just like, okay, I can't be on the phone while you're talking. That's, that's <laughs> fine. Um, so I wanted to look into the history of corn a little bit, because I think corn's one of these really interesting foods where it's, like, pretty ubiquitous, at least around the Atlantic right. uh, region, like, globally, and... But it's from Mexico originally. It's from South America. Corn was first cultivated in Mexico in like, mm, I think the earliest records we have is like 1500 BCE and didn't come across the Atlantic until like that whole thing started. People started taking boats across the ocean, but it became very, like very ubiquitous in like the Mediterranean region, in Africa. It's like a staple crop because it's easy to grow and really tasty and and nutritious. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's really, I always really like looking at the like global history of foods when you look at things that originated in North America and then came to Europe and or like Asia or Africa and became like staple crops. Like I think about like polenta, which is an Italian dish that I grew up on, which is corn which is not original to italy my my assumption was that uh corn would be associated with uh indigenous peoples right them yeah. harvesting but yeah that, that would be my assumption but i didn't realize yeah. mexico was like a central place but i guess it makes sense yeah. yeah i mean i think it's because it's a crop that does well with heat yeah. um it makes sense that it's indigenous but I think it spread all over mm. sort of North and what we now call North and South America pretty quickly yep. um, because it's 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 corn. <laughs> Can you uh, everyone listen to this episode uh, count the amount of times we say it's corn <laughs> it's or corn. corn puns. Did you watch that uh, ad that Chipotle put up on their um, their IG and uh, it's like someone serving out of like this like little like, burrito bowl. And they're asking, like, oh, do you want these vegetables? And you're like, yeah. no. Or do you want meat? Like, no. Do you want peppers? No. And do you want corn? And then the, the camera pans up and you see Tariq. He's like, corn! <laughs> That's where he's at now. I, mean, he's, I did he's not been, see that. Yeah. That's great. I hope that kid is making a mint. I think. Yeah. I, I, it, during my quick little Google on my phone, um, there's a story on the website called The Hill that says, uh, well, one, it looks as if Tariq is from uh, South Dakota, and uh, the state has named him their official corn ambassador. Corn ambassador. Yeah, he's he's Amazing. their official corn ambassador, and September third is now known as official corn ambassador Tariq Day. You know, they always say that the best career you'll ever have is if you focus on what you love. Mm-hmm. And it seems like Tariq has gotten a jump on every single one of us. And he will receive a scholarship to learn about South Dakota's agro-tourism industry. That is something else I thought about a lot. I thought because of his interest in corn, if I was one of those A&M schools, mm-hmm. like I was like, okay, boom, here's a scholarship. Yeah. <laughs> if you really are down with corn... Come to this school, whether I guess it's in South Dakota, whether it's in Texas A and M. I don't try to think of all the A and Ms I know. Like schools should be at the ready to offer this little child 
uh, an opportunity to pursue ed- his education and learn more about corn. It's, it's for the benefit of everybody. Absolutely. And here's hoping that he's actually interested in agrotourism. <laughs> and, you know, um, not just, as I suspect, a small child who, <laughs> who likes eating corn. Do you imagine, like, next year he's all like, I don't like corn. Tariq's going to, oh, I mean, absolutely. I have children this year. <laughs> next year he's going to be like, can everybody just stop talking about corn? Oh, man. <laughs> That's what sucks. But if he was know, like 17 But his college this. is going to be paid for. Yeah, so. at least. As you can see, his parents be like, your college already paid for it. We know where you're going. You don't have to like corn at home, but in public. Yo, you better keep this up. <laughs> keep this up, Tariq. But I do really, I feel like we're at a moment kind of culturally where everybody wants that pure wholesomeness. You know, and that's part of why, like, that's part of why recess therapy, like, does so well, right? Is because, like, we are all just desperate for something pure. <laughs> yeah, because when we look outside and we see the threat of climate emergencies. Yeah. Uh, have you heard people talk about COVID lately? Not oh, that no, much. I can't. I can't even. I can't even. No. Yeah. But no, now I just th- listen to the corn song. <laughs> yeah, because that's that's it's a it's. It's a wholesome distraction yeah. from everyday life. And it's seeing a, a child show pure joy over something like corn. Yeah. And it's it's cute. It's infectious. It's it's nice. It's a nice uh it's a nice you're right. It's a nice distraction from from everything. I like it. Yeah. Well, and even more than a distraction, I mean I think I think just like joy is an important antidote to bleakness Mm -hmm. like i think it does more than distract i think it also genuinely helps um and like getting excited about the things that are within our sphere you know like you can still have a really nice meal with people you love and that is worthwhile um no matter what yeah and And it could have corn it could be either in the full Yep. You know, the full ear of corn. You can get make a little like corn salad. You get the little frozen mm-hmm. corn nibbles mm-hmm. or whatever. You put them in a, I don't know. You could just put them in some kind of salad if you want. Like it's corn. Just going back to my original example I was bringing up earlier, but it, I think of uh, as I think of it as a uniting food. I, I don't have a lot of negative or any negative thoughts about it. Absolutely. And we are going to talk a whole lot more about ways to prepare corn, ways to enjoy corn. But before we do, I'm going to head over to the mid-roll. If you are enjoying this show so far, if you love hearing two pals talk about corn, make sure to hit subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on so you never miss a new episode. While you're at it, please consider leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or sharing this episode, 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 applezode with a friend. (laughs) For every new rating and review we get during the month of September, we'll be donating $2 to The Depot, our local food bank here in NDG, which provides a lot of fresh produce, including corn. Fun fact. They can turn every $1 into $3 worth of food for a family in need. So by doing the simple free act of leaving a rating and review of this show, you're functionally donating $6 worth of food to people who need it. That is like 12 corn. There's literally no other way to turn zero into corn. So if that math is exciting for you, please go leave us that review. You can read all about what The Depot is doing at the link in the description of this episode. So I just discovered mm-hmm. that uh, Tariq, yeah. are you familiar with the app Cameo? I am not. Tell me about it. Cameo is an app where a lot of celebrities are on it and you can, for a fee, 
request them to do videos of whatever you want. Okay. For different celebrities, it costs a certain amount of money. So say, for example, I don't know, say if Tom put themselves on Cameo and they charge 50 bucks for each video. Right. And you were like, okay, I want you to read this script of... Uh, a, f- a Frasier episode. <laughs> you can chart. You could be like, okay, I will pay you fifty bucks to do this, yeah, yeah. and Tom would do it. Absolutely, Tom would. If you want a uh, Tariq, aka the Corn Kid, on Cameo to do a video for you, it'll set you back two hundred and twenty dollars. And I believe I'm reading this off a U.S. based website, mm-hmm. so that is probably in USD. Damn, little man making money. Go for it. I'm proud of him. Yeah, That's could. as he should be. Shout out Tariq. Absolutely. <laughs> this article I'm reading says he is sometimes referred to as the CEO of Corn. Yes. This is insane. Yes. <laughs> I didn't realize that this I didn't realize that Tariq got all of this. And he's not doing and he's not doing any interviews or or yeah, not on video or, or anything else. I guess since that. He's just taking his money and running. That's a perfect way of going about it. Because mm-hmm. so many times we see these people do these videos that get memed to death over and over and over and over and over. And all the while, someone will say, well, did this person trademark this? Right. Did this person get any kind of money out of it? Maybe they made an appearance on Ellen or something. That's it. It seems as if Tariq and his family, his family probably, saw that the video blew up. And they, the, the immediately they said, all right, you're going to make as much money yeah. off this as you can. You're not going to be in a situation where you're just going to lay back and, and not make any coin off it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of corn you could buy Absolutely. at $220. Yeah. And you know, I, I respect the hustle. Some people are going to be like, oh, you don't want to you don't want to tire the poor boy out. Like, no, man. Get your money. Listen, there is no price to be put on childlike wonder. Yo. And if you can make yourself $220 a pop off that. Do it. What? Do it. Because that's labor. That's a lot of work for that's a kid. a lot you know? of work. Which is... Look, I'm not. All I just want to say is I'm not going to knock the hustle when it comes to Lil Tariq. Do Absolutely not. Do your thing. Do your thing. So we've talked about corn. We've talked about its history. Mm-hmm. Talked about its personal significance a little bit. Mm-hmm. I want to talk a little about corn's versatility, which I think you were kind of getting at sure. uh, before I cut you off for the mid roll, because corn obviously is a perfect food as it comes right off the plant. Like, I have I have been known to eat corn off the cob raw without even cooking it, and damn. it's still tasty. Damn. Um, I mean, I just snack on it. I don't even like the whole thing. I was about to be like, damn. Your, your godson, however. Tom, what, is, will, what, what did Toby do? <laughs> he will just pull, like, since he was a teeny, teeny guy, he'll just eat raw corn on the cob out of the fridge. Like, can't stop him. He will just help himself. So you say teeny, teeny guy as if yeah. that was 20 years ago. Toby's three, four. Yeah, but like since he had teeth. <laughs> so a year ago? <laughs> He's almost four. Yeah, since he was probably like a year and a half. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, half his yeah. life. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> He'll just help himself. Like if there's corn in the fridge, we will find it like <laughs> nibbled to death. Just just lying around. He loves him some corn. Y'all let y'all children just take whatever they want from the fridge? Um, I mean, it's not so much a, a question of letting always. <laughs> no, y'all and y'all and Toby and Rhea run your kitchen. That's not. <laughs> y'all, y'all gotta put a lock. No, on there, there are things they're not allowed to yeah, take. Yeah, yeah, of course. Veggies, I don't mind so much. Yeah, hey, uh, look, <laughs> hey, look. You know what? Considering how much of a struggle it can normally be for parents to get their children to eat vegetables, yeah, 
Maybe yeah. this is a good trade-off. Just like you want to just, fine, eat the corn. It's not going to give you indigestion. <laughs> Enjoy it. Um, but so initially corn was not the sweet, juicy, right off the cob thing. Right. Um, and was more like uh, the kind of corn we turn into cornmeal. Yes. Um, uh, so like harder, drier, still delicious, but you would have to tr- grind it and also treat it with lime, which is what was done initially in uh, the like Mexico area when they were making corn. Initially, it would always be treated with lime, which makes hominy. Hominy. I remember being with my family in Trinidad and Tobago and having this type of corn that mm. looked a little bit more orange than yellow, and okay. it tasted very different. And I'm trying to remember mm. how exactly it was cooked or the type of corn that it was, I guess. But we mm. could always, I could always remember it if I fully remember it, and I don't want to go into the full story and just sure. kind of give a half-truth, but I am kind of thinking about that yeah. now. It's kind of weird. The word that I was looking for is nixed. Nixtamalization, which is the the process for the preparation of corn when it's soaked in an alkaline solution. Interesting. And what I was trying to remember is that this is the difference between cornmeal and masa. So if you're making like tortillas or uh, arepas or anything like that and you want a dough, you need to have the masa that's been alkaline treated because that allows for the formation of a dough. Is it like Instead of having something like grits or polenta. There are orange looking strains of corn, um, but no, usually masa will be like lighter. Okay. So my guess is it's probably just like a, a strain of the plant that's like more indigenous, more common in that area. Maybe. And it was in the Caribbean when I had yeah. this, and it seems like it is native to that yeah. area. So that might explain a few things. But yeah, I just remember having it and it not tasting at all like the corn I'm used to. You know, where you're sweet and, and you put the butter on it. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah this yeah, is yeah. great. And then you're try- I'm trying it in, in Tobago with my family. I'm like, oh, like what is... What is it? as a kid who doesn't know any better? Yeah. You're just like, ugh, like that's not what I. And you were to. like eating it off the cob. Um, I don't remember. Like, I don't think I was getting it like yeah, straight yeah. off from the. I, I don't remember how we pre- we prepared it that day. I, sure. I was very yeah. young when it happened, yeah, yeah. but I do remember seeing the color being much different from what I would see as a traditional, right? I guess stalk of corn, and f- feeling very confused. <laughs> So, yeah, corn comes actually in all kinds of colors. Um, And you can find, like, I mean, people know this because they use it decoratively, right? There's glass bead corn and and just beautiful, beautiful different kinds of corn. But ancient corn, like, corn has been selected and crossbred to be the sweet, juicy cob that we like to eat. Ancient corn, I'm going to show you a picture and people can look this up on their own. Did you say ancient corn? Ancient corn, like very old corn, like pre-people starting to cultivate it, looked kind of something like this. Okay. If you look at it. I see the so, ancientness of it. Yeah. I mean, it's just, there's these smaller, this. yeah, there's these, okay. Uh, it's kind of hard for me to just kind of go into it, describe, I guess, for all the audio listeners. Give it a, but, give it a try. But you should, okay. I believe in you. You're a journalist. There are a lot of different, <laughs> um, different ears of corn. Uh, there's one that's pretty dark, sort of, like the orange one I'm trying to describe. There's some very skinnier ones. They're not mm-hmm. necessarily full. In fact, it looks as if there's a couple different, uh, kernels or niblish is already gone from them but yeah they definitely look they look dry actually which i guess kind of leads to it one of them at one of them looks as if they have this kind of uh like a like a strain of wheat atop of them yeah well that's it when you go to the really ancient ones and the resolution on this picture is now broken down it looks more like a head of wheat or something it looks more like the seeds and just over the years through the cultivation um in Mexico, the area we now know as Mexico, um, in the Aztec Empire especially, they just 
cultivated it to be juicier and nicer and better to eat. And now we have this like sweet corn that everybody knows. But there are still also the strains of corn cultivated for decoration that are like hard and dry and not as juicy or like cultivated for cornmeal. Or my favorite is what they call cow corn. Okay. I know about cow corn because I grew up in farming country. But um, (laughs) they grow, you know, the corn, the sweet corn for people to eat. And then there's also corn that they grow for animal feed, uh, which is starchier and less sweet because cows don't really care. Um, They just want the juice. They don't really care about it being sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) We keep keep tying back into Rika the damn song. This is why I wanted you on this episode. Oh, (laughs) man. I can't wait to tell all my friends uh, after this recording is over, hey, I was on a food podcast. You'll never guess what food I was talking about. It's not bad food, though. There's no bad food. There's no bad food. We are definitely calling this episode, it's corn, with an exclamation mark. It's corn. (laughs) I mean, off SEO alone, this should blow up. Why do you think we're doing this? Duh. Um, But yes, when I was a small child, I went to a regular family church camp every year. Okay. In the woods of uh, Ontario. And one year, a farm donated a bunch of corn for us to like have at the camp which was great so like everybody's all excited we're like gonna have the corn night the kitchen's preparing it and they bring it out um and everybody's just like i remember biting into it and being like what is this something ain't right so far donated i don't know if they did this on purpose to mess with us (laughs) or if it was an accident but they donated like bushels of cow corn to this camp instead of sweet corn. That, oh, so what's the biggest difference between cow corn and sweet corn? Uh, it, Aside from the sweet, I guess the lack of sweetness. Yeah, there's no sweetness. It's it's tougher, like it's starchier, so it's harder to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't really have that like that nice flavor that you go for. Mm-hmm. The kernels are a little bigger, like it looks a little bit different. It's mm-hmm. a little paler. And I still remember, I was probably like five years old. I still remember biting into it and just being like, what? is this that's what happens when you eat food that is startlingly different from what you expect and it leaves such an impression on you that stays with you for a good chunk of your like that's the big reason why i I don't like eggs that much just remember just eating it as a young child and having that feeling of wanting to throw up i just feel automatically associated with it and i don't know how people feel with with corn or at least things that at least ears of corn that are not typically is sweet it's just distinctively not what we're i guess maybe living in north america yeah at least i can go off that example it's so not used to what we normally grow up with here i can imagine you're just kind of put off by anything that tastes different i love that we both have this ex- like childhood experiences of like it looks like corn but it's not it's, or, it's, or it's a different type of corn <laughs> different. that i'm used to it's so funny i actually have a similar relationship with eggs because of the first time i was given an egg someone gave me a fried egg and didn't tell me about the yolk like uh. they didn't tell me the yolk was runny and i just like cut into it with a knife and fork and it like ran all over my plate and oh. i got so upset oh. about it oh. <laughs> um and like that like that just having that one bad experience with eggs just like put me off eggs <laughs> I'm that dude who will go to a uh, a brunch place, like yeah. Expectations or Exquis, and will be like, I want this dish with no eggs. Yeah, I do this too. I do that all the time. Guy Fieri would be proud. Guy Fieri would be. Yeah. I would sooner 
have corn as a replacement for eggs. <laughs> and like a lot of the time you can be like, could you give me like extra fruit instead? And they'll be like, yeah, sure. And they'll just throw a little extra fruit on your plate. Here's just, some uh, really bacon. Nice. And what I do a lot yeah. at brunch places is I will get a side of bacon and sausages yeah. and breakfast potatoes to make up for the fact that uh, I won't get the beautiful protein of uh, yeah. eggs. Yeah, there you go. But we're not here to talk. I could talk about it. Yeah, we could do the whole thing about that. We're here to talk about Um, corn. And I want to talk about corn with some of its, like, other preparations. Sure. Um, Now, I wish we could talk about grits. I am not qualified to talk about grits. I I feel like since you are also from Canada, you are probably also not not qualified to talk about grits. Like, I I see Americans on IG toes with, yeah, what do you know about grits? And I was like, I don't know none about grits. (laughs) That's purely an American... Like an American thing, yeah. like like I, like I don't know if, if people in America just assume like all black people are into grits. Like I don't know nothing about grits. <laughs> Sweet someday, savory, I don't know. Someday I want to learn about grits. Some, I've never been to the American South East. Like that's the one part of the U.S. that I have not been to. Oh boy! And one day I hope to because I would like to try grits as a child who was raised on polenta. I want to know what the difference is. Like everybody, I know everybody who eats grits is like it's not polenta, but then I see them preparing it and I'm like that. It just looks similar enough. That looks like polenta. Okay. Um. So I want hope one day. I hope to figure that out. But let's talk about cornmeal a little bit and all the lovely things corn, you can do with cornmeal. Cornmeal. I am a really big fan of cornmeal personally. Like porridge. Uh. Well, just everything you can do with it. So like cornmeal, you can make porridge. You can make polenta. I grew up eating a lot of polenta, or like sometimes we'd just have it like as a breakfast cereal. Like mm-hmm. my dad would sometimes make oatmeal, but like. He would make it with he would make cornmeal sometimes um, for breakfast and like for me that was like the biggest treat like having a bowl of cornmeal with a little bit of milk a little bit of honey mm. it's still like comfort food for me it's so nice. Whenever I would be in Jamaica on my mom's side of the family, uh, we would be at this one auntie's house all the time, and she had a, a maid who lived with her, and uh, her name was Loveland actually, and mm-hmm. she would make all of us this like cornmeal porridge. And we'd have, uh, not honey, but um, uh, I think it was pasteurized milk. Okay, It was yeah. just like a, like a very sweet, like kind of syrupy thing you could just add to it. Mm-hmm. And it made it really good. Yeah. It's yeah. just like, it's so like warming and hearty. Yeah. And like, so for me, that was like, like being, I don't know, a poor large family. We ate a lot of just like boiled grain. Mm-hmm. Right. And that was like the really good, really special one. Like if it was if it was cornmeal, I'd be like, yes. <laughs> like, oh, You're looking love forward it. to cornmeal. Yeah. But it's delicious. That's, it's so yeah. good. Like, it and I still good. make it. Like, I still make it as comfort food. Like, oh. I'll make polenta as comfort food. And the thing that I love about polenta. Mm-hmm. So, like, I have to love polenta. I'm like, my family's northern Italian. Like, polenta. We make it. it. Oh, I'm going to make it for you. Cool. I'm going to make it for you sometime. We're going to find a time and I will make it because it is so yummy. Yes. Um, It's just, it's cornmeal. It's basically like cornmeal porridge, but you prepare it in a savory way. So you prepare it with usually like butter, um, cheese. You finish it off with like a Parmesan or something. And it makes this very creamy porridge. Traditionally, you make it stovetop with a whisk. I learned recently that you can make it in the oven, just in like a Dutch oven. 30 minutes, give it a stir 30 minutes, and it's like perfect and beautiful, which is so different from slaving over the stove with a whisk for 40 minutes. So that is now how I make my polenta. Um, I'm sure my 
ancient nonas would be shocked but hey actually they'd probably just <laughs> they'd probably just be proud of me for cutting out labor let's be real hey look efficiency <laughs> i think is wor- look yeah, I, yeah you can't get mad at efficiency if it tastes good it's fine exactly and i mean it's just because people didn't used to have ovens in their houses exactly. all the time like, right you gotta get mad at me because i have an oven now you gotta yeah. mad, mad at me mm-hmm. at the uh, progress Mm-mm. the ancestors are proud <laughs> Yeah, good, yes. <laughs> Better be. Um, but it's just, it's savory, it's creamy, it's really, really hearty and comforting. And especially because I avoid gluten for the most part. It's like, I ate a lot of it as a teenager when I first had to stop eating gluten because at the time, gluten pasta gluten-free pasta options were terrible. They're uh, a lot better now, but at yeah. the time, it was just miserable. Um, so I would start eating like polenta with the the um, bolognese or whatever and that was like very comforting and nice but okay but here's what i super duper duper love about polenta okay is the leftovers left okay. so what you so what so, you haven't eaten right so you have the leftovers you haven't eaten you put that into a pan like a pie pan or something you okay. cover it you put it in the fridge overnight okay the next morning it hardens up okay and you can slice that shit and you can fry it in a pan with some butter and it gets crispy and brown. And then you eat that with some maple syrup and like maybe some bacon if you have it. And oh. that is like the best breakfast. Ooh. It is so good. Is it kind of like a, it's not really like a bread thing, but like. Oh, what's the consistency like? So Yeah, what's the consistency If like? you've That's done it. So, okay, first of all, usually at the grocery store now, you can get a log of polenta. Right. You can like buy that. And it, you cut that up and fry that. It's like a pretty good alternative but if you make it at home it's going to be creamier and softer so basically you get a crisp on the outside you get that like buttery like browned crispiness that's so nice and then you cut into it and it's it's soft and creamy but not quite gooey so it's almost more the texture of like a fried halloumi or something except it's not stringy i'm trying to think would it be no it's corn (laughs) would it be so if you fry it that way and you could tell me if i'm wrong yeah would its texture and, and consistency and its look, I guess, would it be suitable that if I wanted to add something on top? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, because my yeah. thinking is imagine like, I don't know, because I, I, again, I don't think I've ever had polenta before, mm-hmm. but if you fry that up and I don't know, say you made yourself some fish in the morning. Yeah. Like the other day, I made myself some ackee and salt fish. Like, what yeah, if I, I have that, that around? Thank you. And like I put that on top. I wonder what that would taste like. You could absolutely, absolutely. You probably still want to eat it with a fork because it's yeah. like a little greasy, right? Sure, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I think ackee and saltfish would be great on it. Um, I, I definitely I make you some ackee and saltfish sometimes. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I've never had it. I think so. you guys would. Like I'll it. make polenta. You make yeah, saltfish. Yeah, straight off. Put it together. Exactly. Yeah, I've done. I think I've done like Italian. Uh, sausage and um, rapini on top. Like you saute up that that rapini, cut up the sausage, put it on the fried polenta, eat that together. It's really nice. Um, Any kind of like, I love... I love like fried stuff like that with like bitter greens. So any kind of like hearty green sauteed up for me, that's really good. Good with tomatoes and onions. Mm -hmm. So like one thing I really like that I used to make a lot, if you make cornbread... And I've done it with polenta. I've done it with cornbread as well. Mm-hmm. Sliced tomato, sliced sweet onion, and cheddar cheese. And you melt the cheese on there. So good. I really appreciate the game you're putting me on right now. <laughs> like, I can go back to this episode whenever I want and be like, I need an idea for a recipe if I want to make something for myself. I'm trying to cook a little bit more for myself. Mm-hmm. So uh, why not do that? I think that's a, you give me some good ideas. Absolutely. I'm going to teach you how to make polenta. Ooh. 
I'm gonna Ooh, we're gonna go. do a little I'm gonna teach you like my I'm gonna say like my Nona, but it was actually my Pepe who carried all of that. He just learned it from my Mimi's family. Shout out to your Pepe. <laughs> I shout out my Pepe like every single episode on here. Well, I'm doing it now. Shout out to Pepe. <laughs> um Yeah. So we have to talk about cornbread. Like yeah. we have to wrap up soon, but I feel like we cannot talk about corn without talking about cornbread. Cornbread. There's uh. a scene in a movie, um, I think it's Life with Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence. I should just show, send you the clip at some yeah. point. But there is a very hilarious scene where they are all in prison with these other guys in prison. And they are all arguing with each other over cornbread. And I believe it's improv. But Eddie Murphy steals the entire scene. But anyway, I digress. Well, do you have strong feelings about cornbread? Cornbread, I feel um, like it's one of those things that, like, usually if you're a big fan, you have, like, a certain kind that you like. But, like... Yeah, I'm not a big, like... I don't have any strong opinions on yeah. cornbread. I haven't had it, like totally often but yeah. i would be open to having it like way more in yeah. my life yeah i think it's one of those things like i grew up eating a lot of it and again i think this was just because it was like a cheap way to feed a lot of people right mm. like <laughs> corn being so useful and you're right versatile i mean that's the thing is like corn is great because it is a cheap way to feed a lot of people <laughs> i didn't realize like, there were all these different i didn't realize yeah. it had that connotation well it's it's nutritious and delicious oh no <laughs> You put that on yourself, Teffer. I'm you gonna be the ex- next CEO of Corn. <laughs> I think I, when you're done this, you're just gonna put like a bunch of food in front of Toby, and then just be like, "All right, pick a food. This is the food you like, <laughs> and we're gonna make you a viral sensation." Oh my God, no! If we were gonna monetize our children, we would have already started. <laughs> You'd give them each a podcast. <laughs> uh, they have each actually been on our podcast. Yeah, I I figured that much. Yeah, but you have to give Toby and Rhea their own podcast. Okay, the Toby and Rhea show. We get that every night after dinner. They do the Toby and Rhea show. Yeah, you just have to start. Just put a phone in your kitchen or your dining room and just just put it on record and let them just talk about whatever for thirty minutes. And there you go. You have an episode. We could. They're so. They're children are so funny. Oh my god. Um, You're very lucky to have them both. They're really good kids. They're really good kids. They're lucky to have you too. <laughs> really cute kids. And corn is also good. Corn is um, great. Corn will never let you down. It's never going to give you up. I wasn't going to go the Rick Astley route, but uh, you're right. It you cor- set me up for it, Julia. Corn will never uh, run around and desert you. It's never going to make you cry. Never going to say goodbye or tell a lie and or, hurt you. Yeah. So really, like, dump your man, because corn can do it better. I'm sorry. (laughs) And have yourself a corn-tastic day. All right, folks. What's wrong with that? It's just a pun about corn. No, that's where we're ending. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, corn. Julian, thank you so much for joining me. This has been a blast. Teffer, thank you so much for for having me on No Bad Food. It is an absolute honor and pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to No Bad Food. If you want to join the conversation, hit us up on Twitter or Instagram at No Bad Food Pod and individually at Teffer Bear and at Tonsalat. And I I totally forgot before going into the outro. Do you have anything you want to plug? Where Uh, can the people find you? uh, You can find me on Twitter at uh, JKA McKenzie if you happen to like hockey. I 
host two podcasts called uh, The Chris Johnston Show with uh, TSN Zone, uh, Chris Johnston, and uh, Zone Time through Yahoo Sports, where I talk about hockey a lot. That's, that's if you're into that. But uh, if you're into corn and other foods, uh, keep on listening to No Bad Food because it's a really great podcast. And, and I have some really great friends who run the Julian podcast. And Julian will absolutely be back. I'll be back. Yeah, we can't keep you away. I'll be back. Thanks so much for listening to No Bad Food. If you want to join the conversation, hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at No Bad Food Pod. And I always forget the pod there at No Bad Food Pod and individually at Teffer Bear and at Tom Zalatni. If you liked this episode and what is not to like and you want to help us make the show even better as if that's possible, head to patreon.com slash no bad food pod and donate. For as little as $1 a month, you'll be joining the ranks of fine folks like Gab, Thomas, Anne, Erica, Carlea, Andrew, Chantal, David, Mallory, and Sarah. Our patrons get access to all kinds of awesome perks, including the ability to request topics for episodes of the show. If that's exciting for you, head to patreon.com slash nobadfoodpod and make it happen. We also have merch, and you can hit the merch link in the description of this episode to get all sorts of great stuff from our friends over at TeePublic. And of course, you can always support us for free by leaving a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice and by sharing this with a friend, maybe a friend who loves corn. It's corn. I hope all your friends love corn, because if they don't, find a new crowd. I can't think of any of my friends who don't like corn. And I think at this point, if they don't like corn, you have to go into like crisis mode with them. It's Consider this a warning. Whoa. <laughs> You don't have to worry about me. I like corn. <laughs> oh, I meant for your friends. I guess some people have corn allergies. So with the exception of those with corn allergies. Yeah. Yeah. Then we're just sad for you. Yeah. Sorry about that. Our theme music is by Zach. It's Corn Ingles. And our cover <laughs> art is by David. <laughs> Got the juice flam. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That's <laughs> such a childish thing for me to laugh <laughs> That's all what this is all about. That childish oh wonder. My God. You can find links for both of them in the description of this episode. And last but not least, this show was produced by Tefer Jemian and edited by Tom Zalatni as part of the Pod Cavern Network. You can find out about all the great shows on our network at www.podcavern.com. You understand. Just takes a little time, it takes a little time, it takes a little time with me. I hope you don't mind, we'll take it slow this time. No Bad Food is a proud member of the Podcavern Network. For more great shows like this one, head to podcavern.com.